subject for bath time and water splashy fun. But there's one thing that should never be done. <sighs> poop in the tub. Poop, poop in, in the, the tub. tub. I'm not gonna poop in the tub. Boodoop. Yeah. Uh... The you Simpsons, ruined my favorite song. The Simpsons, the uh, episode Pranks and Greens. I, uh, we, we just had to have a bet in our home. I can't believe I lost this bet. I, uh, I really can't. I know, and you, and you won't. I think you'll insist on it being your way the rest of our lives. Oh, I'm changing it. I've, uh, but, I've no, accepted uh, that I was wrong, even though I can't. Like I was a hundred percent right. In but my you mind, were wrong, but I, I accept that I was wrong. But the words are now changed. But but the thing is, in our wrong, house, though. it is you splishy, don't. splashy fun. It's like there's there's two, you know there's a few songs that you want our daughter to know the lyrics to the national anthem. What and, and then poop in the tub. You, I, you I agree have, with poop in the tub. You gotta have. Well, you don't want to be embarrassed, you know, when she's out there. You know, at the Super Bowl or whatever, you know. And Is they she going to be singing? I don't know <laughs> what the fuck I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, you don't want to be caught embarrassed that you don't know the lyrics. I actually, I don't know the song. lyrics. It's, uh, we need to change it It's uh, to something more catchy that makes sense to people. Like but, poop uh, in the tub. <laughs> poop in the tub. I'm not, what did we just do? Like I did that at the Olympics. And now, <laughs> the United States of America. Poop in the tub. Poop in the tub. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, that's uh so it uh speaking of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl week, um it's uh we're leading up to the uh the, the, the uh, Seahawks trying to repeat uh against a uh a little team I, I I we we all know and love called the New England Patriots that I have uh I I I followed and been i've had a crush on for you know for <laughs> about eight years and uh you know i'm i'm glad that we can again ruin ruin my good time with more bullshit <laughs> um i mean like i wish people were more determined to to find out answers about like uh, like government JFK? policy and shit <laughs> like that. yeah jfk's assassination or whatever then, you know, then how, how much air was in the fucking balls? Like, I really, this is something that is, I mean, it's just something that I, I really, I, I hate when people start ganging up on this because it's so easy to do because, well, it's not, if it's not their team, of course, you know, they're going to be like, oh, see, that explains it. That's, you know, and I hate that a, this really great team that I've watched, that I've had a, you know, I've just developed an affection for over the years because of how great they are at what they do. I hate that, like, it all gets sullied and people feel like they can explain it all away by shit like this. I mean, you know, it's like, I, 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 I mean, I don't want to take up all the time dear no <laughs> but, um, I, I know this is very important to you so please i just you I have just, the floor i mean first of all what is what is known as gamesmanship i mean if and that is you know with respect to if they whatever knowingly did this whatever i, I don't it's so stupid but it's like i mean because it's not basketball which whereas you know i mean if we're talking basketball 
I mean, the Showtime Lakers, who are, you know, revered in the annals of sports history, they were known to overinflate the basketball so that they could get long rebounds so Magic Johnson could get more fast breaks and they could create more Showtime moments. Um, the, uh, the Boston Celtics, who were their rivals, they used to overheat the visitors' locker room so that you know, it was just a nightmare for them, and they, they knew where all the dead spots were on the, the parquet floor because, you know, so they could get steals and stuff like that late in the game. I mean, these are just little things that people, you know, have tweaked over the years in the, in sports. I mean, you know, the Raiders used to be, you know, guilty of constantly cheating with this or that, the other thing, dirty play with, you know, their equipment or fucking stick them on their hands, and then you, the, the Steelers, who were their arch rival who, in the 70s, they they beat it, they won four Super Bowls, one of them was questionable because of a call at the end of the game of, in the, the 79 season, or sorry, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the 79 season, when they beat the Oilers with Renfro in the end zone, which might have changed the outcome of that game, we don't know, but the Steelers had four Super Bowl rings in the 70s, they also were accused of icing the field for their AFC Championship game, for the 75 AFC Championship game, which happened in January 76, I believe. <laughs> Jesus. In, uh, <laughs> against the Raiders. But I'm just saying, it just bugs the shit out of me because it's like, I just, I, it's just such a great team and it's such a, you know, it's so cool to have, you know, artists like this where, you know, whether it's, you know, music or it's, you know, comedy or, or acting or sports where it's just somebody, you, I mean, we should really, like, take a moment to embrace and appreciate, I mean, you know, people who are genuinely that good at what they do. And and, and explaining it away with garbage, like, fucking, you know, oh, well, they took the air out of this. <laughs> yeah, they have mushy footballs that they're throwing around. I mean, <laughs> like, no, or, or, you know, Spygate. It's so easy to just go Spygate, Spygate. But the thing is, is, Nobody wants to, nobody has an answer for why they were caught with with these supposed cameras, these supposed spy cameras, and they, uh, yeah, we get a picture. Hi. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they were, um. Well, now I have to. Somebody else came in the room wanted to take a picture. But, uh, no, <laughs> now it, I have to post the picture. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Spygate's so easy for people to rail on because, it's just a catchy name, and oh, look, they were caught with cameras to, to, to see the defensive signals and shit, but it's like, nobody can, nobody wants to answer why, after they got the cameras taken away, and after they were accused of all this, that they won 18 straight games, and, and, uh, and were about to win the Super Bowl. People think because David Tyree got a ball stuck to his helmet, they think that that proves that, ah, see, the Patriots can't win without cheating. And they fucking blew the entire league away that year without their stupid cameras that everybody thinks is such a big deal. So, I, I just, it just drives me crazy because I just really have, you know, I've, I've taken it, I guess it's become like a personal thing with me because I follow this team so much and I, I love what they do. But, I mean, I just... I can't stand when, when uh, you know, people try to uh, deflate it, <laughs> deflate <laughs> and ruin my, 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 you know, to ruin a really 
which would be a really great legacy. And, uh, I mean, this is, like, everything is with the assumption that every other team in the league is is somehow squeaky clean all the time. Which, if they are, then then they're just dumb at this point. Because everybody throughout sports history has tried to figure out little ways, little ways, of skirting the 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 rules are in place that's why there's officials there and if they fuck up they fuck up but i mean if you don't do anything that's belligerent obviously like you know if you murder their quarterback the night before well then okay i can understand that's that's really unacceptable uh you know i mean but if they just they a little less air in the ball come on dude really and i you know, and I'm still mad that I got I got sucked into an argument in fucking Portland. I was just there last <laughs> last weekend. I got sucked into an argument on on air. I was a guest supposedly on uh uh with uh, with what was it Bob and Sheila or whatever Tom and Sheila uh, Bob and was Sheila. a nice guy. Uh, whoever the guy was, he was he was a nice guy. Sheila Sheila could go fuck herself because I mean <laughs> I really. I listened to it. She seemed pretty cunty. I mean, I well, it was both. I did two radio. I mean, I, I, I failed to recognize that that day, like, you know, I mean, I'm in Oregon, Oregon, which is, they don't have a professional football team, so they probably have a lot of Seahawks fans. Right. And especially now, since they won the Super Bowl, they probably got a lot more Seahawks fans there. But um, the uh, the first radio station I was at, the, the there, was, there was one woman in that team in there and she was i mean like as soon as i walked in because i had a patriot shirt on and it was it was a i guess a dumb decision on my part it was it wasn't really noticeable it's very understated it's fucking it's gray and green it's not even their colors but it's just it's uh like a saint patrick's day thing that i got on sale somewhere but <laughs> i uh gabe's <laughs> but uh no but i uh <laughs> um i walk in with that on the first place and it's like I mean, I get this vibe like I had a shirt on that said, that said, go breast cancer. <laughs> you know, like, yay, we want more. Like, I, like I'm rooting against, uh, I mean, against women or something. Like, I mean, it just, it's like that. I got that reaction because every dude at these stations, and I don't want to make this a sexist thing because I, I just, they all, whether they were Seahawks fans or one guy was a Patriots fan, but it was like, I mean, these people... Like, all the guys were, like, understanding of my position and why I like the Patriots and that I, I'm very respectful toward people who like the Seahawks. That's a fucking hellaciously scary team. That's, they're fucking, it's a good team. But let's just be honest, their, their coach, Pete Carroll, doesn't exactly have a squeaky clean record. Um, he seemed to bail out of USC right at the right time before they got a whole bunch of sanctions that, uh, that took them out of whatever bowl participation or something. I mean, he was obviously doing something to cheat in, uh, you know, to win a lot of national championships at USC. But, you know, now he's the coach of the Seahawks and it's like, you know, everybody wants to act like, well, Bill Belichick is just the only, the only, uh, you know, the only guy who does this. He's the dirtiest coach ever. And that's, let's, let's explain away why this team has been so great. For 15 fucking years. And I think that sucks. That sucks as just, I mean, just together as a culture that we can't appreciate something like that, that we, that we just want to tear, 
we just want to tear them down because they're 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 successful. Because I mean, people forgot so easy that Tom Brady went from pick one ninety nine to fucking Giselle's house, and nobody <laughs> nobody seems to. Everybody's like, oh, like he's like he's fucking you know, uh, you know he's not John Elway. He's not the guy who was like always pushed to the front of the line. That guy had to fight to be where he was, and so did Bill Belichick. Like frankly, because I mean, I read his biography or listened to it. Um, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I just, but anyway, fuck Sheila. I mean, she's, uh, I can't believe it. She made it a political discussion. She brought, like, Wall Street into it. Yeah, she's like, she's like, well, in that case, do you, do you, uh, what is it like, do I endorse what the Wall Street bankers did? First <laughs> of all, I mean, the whatever the Patriots are doing, it is just a game, okay, first, it's just, it's just sports. So, Whatever they do isn't putting people out of their homes, isn't causing society to crumble as the Wall Street bankers are. But I believe the point I was trying to make when I was cornered uh, by this just, just really, just, I mean, really nasty reception I got just because I had a t-shirt on. I mean, you know, and I, I made the comment that it's like, why aren't, why didn't the Colts deflate their balls like you know i mean if the if it's if it gave them such an advantage like, oh you condone cheating john yeah and it's like dude i i mean first of all it's kind of a just a, it's just kind of a joke i mean but it's also kind of serious too if it's that big a deal why didn't their equipment guy go oh we should deflate our balls a little bit especially when their defense had a had a chance to touch the patriots footballs and go <laughs> hey theirs are easy to hold on to why don't we do that to ours Something. I mean, it's just like, I, I, I mean, but she just, she like makes this a fucking like, uh, yeah, a socioeconomic political argument. And I'm like, first of all, not prepared for it. It's fucking seven in the morning or <laughs> eight in the morning. And she's fucking, you know, do you endorse the Wall Street bankers? Dude, I, I mean, they, they're not. They're not the same because the consequences aren't nearly the same. And also, what I think I was probably getting at there was the fact that you know, you know, you're you're whether you like it or not, you're mad or not, you're still gonna watch the Super Bowl even though you're supposedly so up in arms about the fucking you know Patriots, you know, deflating footballs, and you know you're still supporting it, and you're still watching. Yeah, apparently rooting for the Seahawks, even though they have a history of 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 that isn't exactly squeaky clean. We'll put it that way. So, I mean, just I mean, seriously, fuck you, Sheila. I mean, <laughs> I've been mad about that for almost a week now. Just I don't know why I didn't deserve that because I wore a fucking Patriots shirt to your station. So, uh, yeah. Well, Sheila sounds like she needs a good rogering, but you handled the situation well. And I'll actually I'll post the the um, interview on uh, uh, on Twitter on at Caparulo, oh the boy, domestic yeah. disputes Twitter <laughs> yeah. account. And like I said, I I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I just remember getting like it became where it was like I'm not even going to try to be funny here. I'm just going to go look here. <laughs> you're just as complicit. As I am, as anybody is, by, you know, by, by by support, by by still not doing anything about these certain things. I mean, you know, 
Wall Street, whatever Wall Street did to, uh, which I still don't fully understand because I don't understand derivatives, but I mean, I mean, what they did, I do understand what it did to me, like with the house I bought in 2006, and it just fucking, I mean, it just plummeted in value, that was fucking fun, but I, I, I just, I'm still participating because I'm still participating in this economy, so I, I really, I mean, you know, it's like you can't really complain unless you're doing something about it, um, and, you know. Don't worry, I do my part, I do my part to help the economy. Look at this new nursery we're in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The stuffed giraffe market is, uh, is through the roof now, honey. Yeah. I admit how awesome this chair is. <laughs> I love that. Where's the, where those things that look like she uh, she was hunting stuffed animals? Oh, they're in the bag over there. <laughs> those, need... You got to post pictures of those. Those are, those are great. Well, when like you... she went on stuffed safari. <laughs> when you become a handyman and start hanging the pictures I need you to hang. Oh, shit. Then I'll take a picture of those. Uh, I just got I just got a really passive aggressive Be uh, a man, John. From my uh from my from my foreman over here. <laughs> I need you to hang some shelves, John. Yeah, thank you, dear. I'll I'll get on it. I'll get I on was it. so excited about the nursery being put together. You're done with your football talk, right? I can yes, talk about I'm baby done. shit that now. Concludes. Um, I couldn't sleep last night. Like, Bell Bambini, which is, like, the cutest little baby store in West Hollywood, they delivered all the stuff today, which it took 13 weeks for them to deliver. I bought the stuff on October 22nd, yeah. which was a Wednesday. I remember this because it was, like, the best day of my life. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Picking out a crib. Uh-huh. And, um, and so they <laughs> delivered today, which I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited about. I know. I know. I know. It was I... pretty annoying, wasn't I? No, well... You were a little, you yeah. You were amped up. You get amped <laughs> up, and you're you're like, a, yeah, you're like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I had good reason. Did you did you sit your ass in this chair? I sat in that chair. Is it not the best thing your ass has ever touched? My ass I has think, touched a lot of things, and I think this is the best thing it's ever I touched. I think I am so glad to see that you're happy with that chair. <laughs> okay, but um, it I don't I. Don't think that in comparison to the chair that I got rid of from the old place. Oh, jeez. That thing was... That chair was fucking... It was wider. Dude. And it was... It was... It was... It was soaked in motor oil and cum. First of all, there was no cum. <laughs> Just motor oil. <laughs> I should probably say that first. There's no cum on the chair. That's fucking... I mean, I... I I'm a... I was... I was I've always been a clean jacker. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I don't do that. And I, and, and if you're talking about motor oil, it's just Barney's belly oil that leaks on everything where he Yeah, that thing was gross. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just, it showed, but you can clean it. I cleaned it before and it was, I cleaned it before you moved in or something, I forget. You're still mad that five years ago I got rid of your chair. Did you get rid of it or did I? I don't don't know. I don't know. I, I just assumed you were blaming me for it. No, I think, um, I can't remember if I moved it upstairs. No, I think. Oh, he... I had it across the room. I remember by under the Rocky II poster. Yeah, and then I came in and you gave me a check and I basically just gutted your entire townhouse and redid it. Yeah, which it needed to, for most of that. It just, it's, uh, that chair, I just, those chairs aren't hard to find. It's just, I, I remember. Timmy's uncle had a uh, uh, chair like that. 
when we went and stayed with them on our way to LA. It was just this big swivel rocker like you're in right now, wide, and his was, I think, leather, but like the ones we have downstairs. But anyway, it was just, the one that I had was that, uh, you know, fabric that, I forget what it's called. Uh, It feels like I'm sitting inside a teddy bear's cooter right now. This thing is so soft. (laughs) Inside a teddy bear's cooter? I mean... Have you felt it? (laughs) I I felt it. Um, I did not... I did not feel that. I can't wait to have this baby so I can then do some Molly and just sit in this chair and pet it. Yeah. Well, I... I I, won't do Molly while I'm pregnant. I promise. I don't know what that is. Ecstasy. Oh. I never heard that before. It's what the kids call ecstasy or MDMA now. No, I'm not a kid. Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you know it as MDMA. uh, But that chair really, it does remind me of, I think it's, it's, it's probably a little, it's, it's better made probably a little bit, you know, than the recliner we had when I was a kid growing up, but it's very, very similar to the. The uh, one you caught on fire? The one that I lit on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I told I tried to tell Jean that I had grease on the heel of my shoe. Tar. Yeah, yeah, tar. That's right. I had tar on my shoe, and that I put the heel down, and it just it just look it just totally like ripped it ripped <laughs> up the fabric on the chair. I don't know, Jean. I can't explain it. I'm a dumb fucking teenager, and uh, I just yeah I didn't want to explain it because that's how I burnt my carpet in my room too. I was such a pyro, too. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, yeah. For a while there, I was. Yeah. Madden's going to literally burn our house down. I'm calling it now. And we're <laughs> both so pyros. <laughs> this isn't like a, a poop in the tub bed here, all right? It's, <laughs> like, ah, see, I told you, I win. House is in flames. I mean, let's it's not. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, how old were you when you were pyroing? Mm, uh, junior high, because I remember... Actually, my mom was the science teacher of my junior high for many years. And uh-huh. then when I got up to that age, she didn't want to have me in class. So she moved down to third grade. So, but she like treated this science room as her baby that she had spent so many years nurturing. And she was a really great teacher. Uh-huh. I get into the room and I don't even know what the fuck the teacher was having us do. Something, it was, I mean, she was having us light stuff on fire. Right. But I took it to another extreme. Next thing I knew, the ceiling was on fire of my mom's little classroom. <laughs> and my mom was so pissed because it was like still her room. Right. And she was just like. <laughs> and you just. <laughs> the room that she, yeah, that she, uh, that she built from. Uh, she worked all those years to build it from, from scratch. It was her baby. Her other, her other baby. <laughs> I wonder why she didn't want Brought me in class. Flames. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be better. I don't have her in class. And next thing you know, the the room's on fire, Bart. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I remember another time I was in the minivan. My sister was a baby, maybe. I mean, she was in a car seat. So I was like 12. Katie was, I don't know, two. Yeah. How, how old do you have to be in a car seat? I guess that's something I should probably learn soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should probably take that class. <laughs> I think it's up to like forty pounds or five years old. I, yeah, I think it's Whatever. a weight thing because I remember. Yeah, one of my, my one of my nephews, Michael, I think he had to. He was really light. 
because he, he's never gained weight. So like he's still he's sitting, sitting in a car seat. Yeah, he was like he was like thirteen <laughs> in a car seat. <laughs> Yeah, he was. Well, I remember um, my stepdad was the high school tennis coach, and so we were at his match or whatever, and I'm supposed to be in the minivan with my sister in her car seat because she must have been asleep or something. Whatever reason, she and I were in the car, and I got the the cigarette lighter, Mm -hmm. and I plugged it in, and it got hot. And I'm like, well, I wonder what this can do. So I I shoved it onto the dashboard – And it melts the dashboard of the minivan, of course. So I get out. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I get out of the car and I lock. I accidentally lock the door with the car running with my baby sister inside of it. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was at, I remember she was at like Pizza Hut or something. I don't even know why she wasn't there. But my mom wasn't there. My stepdad was coaching a tennis match and the baby was inside the minivan screaming. And I had just burnt the dash. This wasn't a dream. (laughs) No, this this happened for real. (laughs) Just want to make sure. One of the many reasons why my parents hate me. Well, I I think they, uh, I think they they wish you well they they, they love you god you, you see your uh you see yeah you I see your kidding. mom a lot I, she loves you of course she does um, I was, yeah but yeah she, she's probably, grown fond of me in the last the couple years hate me like you know it's sort of like when we got together it was like you know uh, both of our families disliked us enough to like really <laughs> love who you know the you know my parents loved you because they were sick of me and, uh, if we go know, through a divorce, showing up like, by myself, yeah. you know, know, your parents will sit on my side of the courtroom. Yeah. My parents will sit on yours. It was him. It was <laughs> all him. And your parents, yeah, they'll be, yeah, they'll be like, of course, she burned a school down. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. You're talking about that cigarette lighter thing. I, uh, <laughs> I think you heard this story. I don't remember if I told you this when we were when I had that that car. Uh, the 66 Impala that, um, you know, was supposed to be my car when I turned 16, but I wasn't 16 yet. I was 15 and we used to go to these, uh, they were called cruises at the, uh, A and W and, in Boardman, uh, Youngstown. Did you grow up in the fifties? No, I did not. I, um, (laughs) it was basically, it was like that. It was for, you know, baby boomers, people who liked. And then you went to the sock hop. Yeah. Well, we did have sock hops. Did you have a swell time? To, we didn't have to wear. We didn't have to. <laughs> what? Do you have any more of them? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always win, but I'm the one sitting in the stink, so the joke's <laughs> kind of on me. Um, I uh, we were at the, that cruise though with the um, with the Impala, and I hadn't really driven it yet. So I really didn't know the controls at all, which they're not complicated, obviously, on a 66 Impala. It, it didn't have, like, a touch screen, obviously. It had a fucking AM radio, and, like, uh, uh, it had one knob that was for wipers. It had one another <laughs> knob that had a button in it for a uh, for the cigarette lighter that you push in, you know, to warm up. Right. As, as, uh, I mean, and... So, this I remember we're just sort of sitting around our car, and no, you know, nobody was really. It wasn't like anybody was really crowded around our car because they were always they were okay, but they weren't like you know the ones that everybody was gawking at, like the fucking Corvettes that are manicured and everything. But so anyway, this guy comes over 
and he's like, hey, you guys got a light? And, uh, and, um, my dad's like, oh, it, yeah, hey, see if the, the cigarette lighter works in there. And he's like, oh, well, I can just go find a light from somebody else. He's like, no, no, we got it. We just got to wait. I mean, because you had to wait while the thing fucking warmed up anyway. But so I'm sitting in the driver's seat. So I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, 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 and I'm like nervous. Like, I'm like, I don't know which button do I. And I, so I turned on the wipers as, and I'm, as I'm, and, 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 it's, and my dad starts yelling, don't know, don't turn on the goddamn wipers. Because there's no rain, obviously. He's like, He's like, oh, you scratch that windshield. Oh, that'll never, you know how much it costs to fucking buff out a windshield? And meanwhile, this man is sitting there with an unlit cigarette, just feeling like, I mean, oh, my God, I didn't mean to start this kind of fucking wreckage. But he, it was, it was just a nightmare. I mean, for years, I always had to, I mean, there was a, there's a, it's a scratch. Like, it never came out. Like, uh, I guess it must have been because... I don't know if the wiper blades were shitty or what, but it was like, uh, yeah, it was just like the wipers went across the windshield dry. <laughs> so it just put this scratch in a fucking rainbow oh. right across my vision in that car. So it's like every time I drove the car, I'd be like, oh, yeah, there it is again. That's where I fucked up, scratched it. And then the first day I got my license, again, trying to pull that fucking boat into that really little garage that we had and uh that my parents still have and uh yeah i just i just i just hear and all of the passenger side door just, just scratched to hell and fucking <laughs> a little dent in it and i'm like i i don't i don't want to drive this car anymore so <laughs> i just drove the hoopty from then on in because uh the fucking old scout because it was nobody cared it was a piece of shit. Yeah. I've I've wrecked too many cars to even remember. See, I never wrecked. Well, I wrecked. Yeah, I did. Well, I, I, cr I crashed my brother-in-law's fucking Chevy Spectrum off a bunch of fence posts. I could have gone over that hill. That's what they, they said. The really scary thing is if I had gone over the because <laughs> I probably wouldn't be here, was, uh, I mean, like, I just was fucking with the radio. And it was his car. He just used to, we used to go fishing, and then he'd, like, let me take the car back to my house, shower, and then come back and get him. Which, and I just, I'm fucking around with the radio, and I look up, and I'm like, or I was fucking with the radio, and I'm like, you know, I haven't looked at the road in a while. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's see what's going on with the road. And uh, as soon as I look up, boom, 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 and it was like, I just banged it off like four straight fence posts going like 25 30 i mean you know so it was it was just mangled and i i mean i i i just immediately looped around took it back to uh, my brother-in-law's house and it was like we can't we can't tell my dad we can't <laughs> tell my, if we tell my dad he'll fucking flip out like and it wasn't even his car like it's not he's not liable for it he's not he didn't find out until I gave the best man speech at their wedding. <laughs> what three years later? Like I, I went, I went. You know, sorry about, sorry about wrecking the spectrum, and and you can hear in the background of that tape. 
When the hell did you write this bitch? You're like, my dad's fucking heckling in the back. Because he's, I mean, he was like, what the, I didn't hear about that shit. And, yeah, it was, because we did, we, we kept, we lied to him the whole time. Like, because Mike didn't, uh, he had his uh, uh, car for, um, for a while. So he kept driving whatever other car he had back and forth to our house. And, uh, yeah, he just, it, it was... Like me and I just promised his dad I'd help him buff out the fucking fender and like once he once he found a new fender I think it was because it was just really he had to repaint the whole car. Oh, My dad's geez. like, why did the hell did they paint that spectrum? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I ended up with that car too, actually. Actually, before that's the car. <laughs> I get, I paid him three hundred bucks for it. I think. Because I didn't want to drive the hoopty anymore. I was embarrassed. <laughs> Can't ride to the basketball court. Black dudes tend to laugh at a shitty truck. So <laughs> it was like, ah! <laughs> so, yeah, it was. So that 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 made it so it was even harder to get picked up on a team. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I had to take guys like Mark and Timmy and whoever else to endorse me. Um. I wanted to go back to uh, Portland. And, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry to back. like completely change gears here. I have a list of things that I, we want to talk about. Deflate Gate and Sheila, the nursery setup, and now the Dragonfly Moth. <laughs> um, oh. So while you were in Portland, I get a tweet that says, well, because, you know, I everybody knows uh, on your social media, I read everything that your name comes up for. Mm-hmm. So Comedy News, um, at Comedy Reddit, Tweets, John Caparulo walked off his set last Friday when a moth flew into his face. And then mm-hmm. I went so to I went to the link fly. and it says, John Caparulo walked off his set last Friday when a moth flew into his face. It rattled him so much that he couldn't finish. I hate bugs, it says in quotes. Bye. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so, um, it's so frustrating, like, as, you know, uh, you, because you're you're in this position where it's like somebody just says whatever about you online and you know on a site like that where it's like you know whatever it's uh, I don't know if it's frequently visited by comedy fans or whatever but I did I did the exact opposite of that first of all it was a dragonfly it was not a moth <laughs> it was one of those fucking bugs that's so big he fucking he had breath. Like, it was like, <laughs> he, I mean, he went by my ears, like, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was like a helicopter or something. I'm like, oh, my God. And I fucking, I did have to interrupt myself. I, I had to, like, oh, my, and, like, I backed way up, like, because was, I was at the front of the stage when that happened, and I backed way up to the wall. And I'm like, I'm like, and so then I just, I just detoured everything that I was doing and just started talking about bugs, my fear of them, you know, all that stuff. And, and I was, but I was genuinely worried about when the fucking thing was coming back. Cause I said to the audience, I'm like, I'm like, you fuckers are laughing, but I'm the only one in the light. So, I mean, <laughs> he's coming back here. And, uh, but still, I still did. I, 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 I did. I resumed my set. I did eventually, like, after I did, 
whatever, three to five minutes of fucking bug paranoia, <laughs> I got, I, I, I went back into what I was saying. I finished out my set exactly the way I'd planned. I mean, if, if that was for some reason un, uh, unimpressive to you, sorry. But I did not say I hate bugs, but if I said I hate bugs, but it might have been after I completed whatever bit. But it was it was at least ten to fifteen minutes later when I, I mean I never you I did never bailed. You did I, like seventy minutes of material, right? I did probably more than that. Like because I I mean as, the way that show worked out, I I was supposed to do an hour because typically headliners you go to a comedy club and headliners. They're usually expected to do about 45 to 50, and then the opening acts do, like, you know, it's usually, like, opener for 10, then middle guy for 30, something like that. But I don't do it that way. I usually just have, you know, one guy. I usually have one guy. Ellis will go up for, like, 20, 25, and then I'll finish it out, which is usually... Because you want a 90-minute show. That's the goal of every comedy show is a 90-minute show. I was... So it, the way it shook out, because we had an opener, uh, opener, um, Alex uh, uh, Falcone, and he was really cool, um, and then Ellis, Mark Ellis. So it was, it was like he did what seven, Ellis did twenty, and then I was supposed to do what an hour and three, and I probably did an hour and fifteen to an hour and twenty. In that show. You always go long. Like, yeah. I'm really, I mean, out of any comedian I've ever watched. Well, because I, especially with, like, all the newer stuff that I have, there's no real, I don't really know the order, and I don't know the script, so it's like, I go down different pathways each show, trying to figure out my way with all my newer stuff. So, yeah, it's like, I, I tend to go long, because I'm, I'm like, almost over padding the front end of my set, because I'm like, well, I want to make sure that you know, I fill everything so that the wait staff and all that, you know, when they do the check drop and everything that they, I don't, I don't bail off a stage before they're ready. And I mean, I did bail out <laughs> in Portland last time I was in Portland, one show and I kept, I used, I opened by saying that in every set, I think in Portland, which was, I, it was the only time that I ever had to leave stage early because I was going to shit. I mean, I, I was going to, I was, it was either going to be a short show or a really stinky one. And I was like, <laughs> I've got to fucking go drop this off. I could have come back after I got it rid of it, but that would have been weird, I guess. So, um, <laughs> I remember Kevin Bozeman was opening for me and I just kind of, I think I was maybe 37 minutes in 38, I remember. And just, I, I'm just like, it, it's not, I, I can't hold this in. Did you tell the audience? No, I remember I was in the middle of, I mean, I was in a complete, like, random middle spot of a bit, and I just, I delivered a punchline that got a big laugh, and, but it was nowhere near, it was the middle of the bit, it was no, there was no reason to ever close on that joke, but I did, because I needed to get the fuck out of there, because I really was going to shit my pants, um... <laughs> And I, yeah, I don't want that on fucking comedy Reddit. So I, uh, I fucking just, uh, yeah, I, I did that. And I, but that was two, two plus years ago. It was, uh, and it was in November of, uh, 
she went with 12. Yeah, the yeah. last time we were there was 12. Yeah. So, but I, that was one show out of, oh, but uh, that was a while ago. This past one, though, the fucking Dragonfly did not push me off my fucking <laughs> uh, I, I, set. I didn't, I didn't leave, fucking douchebag. And it's like, you, you, you write something like that about somebody because it, because I guess maybe in your drunken memory or 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 just shitty interpretation of what happened, you just you just put that out there and then that, you know that just it, it, not only does that cause me uh, stress, but it, you know that you can fuck with my reputation by lying because you're lying, you're either lying or you're just telling a falsehood because you're too dumb or were too drunk to know what actually happened. So you can uh, go fuck Sheila, and you do you can <laughs> fuck yourselves, really. That's so fucking asshole. And it, I hate that because I really like Portland itself. It's a fucking. It's a really nice. It's such a nice like vibe there. Everybody's so like in general. The crowds were great. You can feel they're just they're 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 smart and they're they're well behaved for the most part. And it's like, you know. It, it it was it's great, but it's like always, just the the fucking bad apples, the fucking douchebags always stand out. Tintin Budgie, I, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. This guy who submitted it, his name's Tintin Budgie. I was gonna say him and Sheila could go fuck themselves. They'd be a great couple together. Yeah, Budgie, fuck you, Budgie. You didn't even. <laughs> I mean, you lied. You just you lied. I well, mean, I I hadn't talked to you, and I see this come up, and I'm like, oh god, Portland of all areas, the only time you've ever had to leave a stage, and it was because of a medical thing. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say, it was just uh, it was just diarrhea. It was that's uh, a medical condition. That I deal with on a regular basis, which I mean, I really I could like if if, if you know we knew to like watch for it or something with me like. Uh, you know what? We're going to take a brief intermission and uh, I'll be right back. I mean, I could do it because I know, I remember I went in there and I mean, yeah, I just, I splattered the bowl and fucking oh. and came back. I mean, I was, I was done within, you know, three, four minutes. I didn't have my iPad with me. So, you are I a mean, quick pooper when you want to be. Yeah, when I don't, have, yeah, when I don't have my iPad, I, I mean, I'm, I, it's quicker than when I pee. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I I'm just it just that just bothers me that I mean it, there's just so much shit out there like that that you know unless unless you have you know like a a cell phone video proof like dickheads do now which I I really wish that they made you know people check them at the door like a fucking saloon so that <laughs> people can't you know hijack or you know fucking bootleg I mean somebody's you know, set their material and put it out there, you know, when people actually ready, think but... they're like doing you a favor, like I'm going to oh. record this and put it on YouTube and you're going to get all these fans because I just stole yeah. your material to put on YouTube. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. A lot of, most of the time they mean well, they're, they're like, they're like, look, man, you're so funny. And the things you were saying are so funny tonight. I want to make sure everybody sees how, you know, how funny this was. And they don't understand that, you know, it's like I'm something I'm I'm working on and I'll probably do a version of that tomorrow, <laughs> you know, or the next show or whatever that, you know, it's like it, it, so it does it does the opposite of what you're trying to do with it. And I always appreciate when people mean well with it. But 
that guy Budgie didn't fucking mean well. And uh um yeah, I, I And that's the reason that you're doing caplets now is so that if if you like his stuff, you can you know, share that to your fucking yeah, Facebook and buddies. I, I'm, well, caplets is something that it's like it's quicker. It's like I just feel like, you know, uh I want to yeah, it's just churning out material more quickly so that almost like people don't have a chance to ruin my bits by putting them out themselves too early, you know, by taking a cell phone video of it. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just, just, it's really, it's technology and the, uh, I guess the information exchange that is, is going on in our world now is, uh, it's, it's just affected, you know, comedy in a, in a way that, you know, you kind of have to, I guess, adapt your craft to it, but in this case, it's just, I just don't like when somebody just, I mean, you just blatantly, like I said, you either blatantly lied or you, uh, or you just fucking, like, you didn't, you didn't, you misinterpreted what was going on because you were too drunk or whatever, but, but you yeah, know that's that not what happened. The more famous that you become, the more this is going to happen. And I, I understand that, and that's why, I mean, I, this level of, I guess, fame or notoriety that I have at this point is kind of uncomfortable. I mean, so, I'm, you know, not, uh, <laughs> not really looking forward to, to, uh, <laughs> to a whole bunch more fame as it, as it were. I mean, I read something, um, about Louis C.K. the other day that was gross in some in a situation you don't want to imagine him in, and I I don't know if it's I I, I don't even want to get into a Bill Cosby talk. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's I I, I yeah, have no yeah, idea I in that situation. Yeah, yeah. But I don't also don't know if it's something that they're just trying to Louis at the height of his fame now. If they're just trying to put stuff out there just to pick him apart and be mean. Does like when you become so famous, mm -hmm. does everybody just become a mean girl? Look at the Patriots. Yeah, seriously, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's it's and and that's a really. I mean, that's a. It, it's just it 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 really is, um. It, it's a real reflection of what our our society and our culture has become, where we really. You know, there's the old adage of like people build we 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 build them up to tear them down, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, but it's like we really there's this culture of you know I would say probably jealousy to a degree. I would say that we're a culture of we all kind of like really everybody sort of wants to be recognized and be famous. And they want to see examples of that so that they can, under, you know, that they realize that that's achievable, you know, that, you know, yeah, you can, you can become famous because, hey, look what he did and I can do that. So maybe I can be famous too. But So we want famous people, but we also, once they get to a certain point, we just, we, there's the jealous hatred begins and the 
I mean, the fact that you have this, you know, the computers constantly around now, so that there's this just this, just this ever-present stream of just awful that's always coming through, that people always have access to, and people are always putting it out. That's why I stopped Googling my name a long time ago. <laughs> I don't want to know what, you know, the only thing I know about what people say about me or anything like that is from you. Because uh, I, I really, yeah, I just... I, I And I do feel bad that we've just called out two people because they were shitty, where there are so many people... <laughs> sure there's more, yeah. Well, no, but no, we talk about the two shitty people, and we even name them, yet there are so many people who are nice. Really, and, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and there will be a thousand nice comments, but I'll still remember that last week someone's called me your fat girlfriend on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that sticks with you. I know, I know, and that sucks. It really does. It sucks that that we sort of dwell on the negative too. I mean, this sounds like a like. I mean, we should be smoking weed and talking like this. Okay, but, man. Um, you know, we're not. We're just we're completely stone sober, and uh, <laughs> at least she is. But I mean, I, uh, you know, we we're, we're having this sort of philosophical exploration of of time and people and. <laughs> Wow, man, this is this is the way things should be, and there's well, not. But it really is. I do it's... want the people. I do read everything. the The iTunes comments and the Facebook comments and the Twitter and Instagram, everything. I read it all, and the people that say nice comments, I do absorb it, and I appreciate it a lot, and it keeps me from not murdering. And you relay a lot of them to me, which is, is actually very. You know, it's cool. I actually I just, made you that, that leather-bound book. About, yeah. Remember? Yeah, you did when I was really, yeah, I was really low about something. You were in a slump for a moment. This is a couple years ago. And because you've been, because awful people will turn you away from social media, I wanted yeah. you to see all the nice people. So I got this, like, cool leather-bound book thing that I write down nice comments from people to put into this book so that you can read it and we can keep it. And I mean, I have names and the cities that they're from and where, you know, where it's coming from. And and that's something that we'll, I'll continue to do and we'll keep, and we remember, we do remember the nice comments. Yeah. yeah, But it does boil our blood over the other ones too. I think it's just sort of like, I think that all the, I think all the goodwill and nice comments that have been, sort of extended to me over the the, the the time that I've been a stand-up comic has made it so, like, when people, when somebody does say something really shitty like that, I'm like, I'm I'm almost really just, just caught off guard by it, because I'm like, whoa, yeah. hey, I, but I thought, because I'm just generally used to, you know, people, uh, you know, being, you know, liking what I did because I just I don't try to I don't try to hurt anybody with what I do or anything like that. I don't think I'm that subversive or anything like that. So it's just like I mean, for for somebody to just you know just throw hate at me for some reason, it just doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I don't think I was trying to do anything to them. But uh, you know. It's, I guess that's just the way it is. I mean, it's, uh, like I said, with, uh, the, with the information and the computer, you just have this open door constantly in your life for the possibility of just that, 
you know, that seething negativity that can, it, it just, it, I mean, people should know that it does hurt, you know, whether it's, you know, actors, comedians, athletes, you know, it bothers, it bothers people, it does, I mean, because it just gets to, you know, where it's like, look, man, I was just, just trying to live my life. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to be such a dick? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, the, the people aren't, or I don't know, I don't know anybody who's completely Teflon, where they're just like, ah, I just, nah, I don't care, it doesn't bother me, whatever, it, it bothers you, because you're like, whoa, 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 you know, you're not even getting, you're not even, I hate when people don't get the right impression. I think that's what it is for me. I get frustrated, like like I said, when somebody puts like that, a moth wasn't a moth, was a dragonfly, <laughs> and and it was like, yeah, I mean, really, it was just like, you know, John Caparulo got hit by a bus the other day and wouldn't finish his set, because uh, <laughs> in the middle of his set, <laughs> a bear attacked him, like, no, it wasn't a, it's just, you fucking dick, you know, like, it was, uh, as a dragonfly, and I did finish my set. So it's like you just you just put a bunch of wrong about me, and then a whole shitload of other people read that and now form an opinion of me that is based on some shit that is that didn't happen. And I mean, it really does. Uh, it's just it drives you crazy and it makes you so you uh, yeah. I don't want to be on fucking Facebook. Or you know, uh, Twitter, or anything like that. It's just, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to leave myself out there for fuck people to fucking fuck with. I mean, I got a. I got enough shit to deal with, <laughs> you know, in in the physical world. So I, I just, I'm not. Yeah, I don't bother with these punk asses. But if you say nice comments, you'll get put in the book, the book of love. Yes, yes. If you want to. <laughs> so send your comments to Book of Love, <laughs> P.O. Box. <laughs> now I do appreciate all of that, and I really the things are the ones I appreciate the most. Um, I mean, I always appreciate when people are really, you know, I mean they're 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 they like they tell me that like they really needed to laugh. Yeah, and I sometimes forget that it's therapeutic, you know. The, what I do does actually, it does actually help some people to a degree. I mean, it helps us. I mean, because <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's a career. But, I mean, I just think that, like, I, I love the when somebody is it really is appreciative of, I guess, comedy itself and really understands it, like, you know, that I'm really trying to, I guess, always write and develop and, grow as a comic versus you know somebody who's just coming out there to you know throw a few catchphrases and get off stage like i don't do that so <laughs> ask I, everybody where they're from yeah yeah exactly yeah just i mean what a waste of time yeah there's a difference between someone who's trying to do art and someone who's just up there for stage time for some look at me time yeah it's like all right is that 45 minutes yet all right gotta go <laughs> and uh i mean uh, yeah what's the point uh, questions. The first one we're going to take from Adam, who actually drove all the way from Seattle to Portland to go to your show. Yes, yes, I, uh, yeah, I remember him. Yes, we had a conversation. He's a Seahawks fan, 
and uh, uh, good luck to you, sir. You don't mean that. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I want the Patriots to win. I mean, I just, you know, whatever. I don't. I, I'm not a type of like, yeah, RG beat yours. I'm not that kind of dick. I just, yeah. But I want the Patriots to win, of course, because I just, I want their, you know, to complete their run. So Adam asks, what's the biggest misconception about doing stand-up comedy? The biggest misconception about doing stand-up comedy? That's a good question. Um, let's see here. You, have you had, have you, do you have a thought on this? I mean, just from your, huh. from your inside view of, uh, you know, what, well, what you thought and don't, you know, before you were with me and now, you know. I guess I got a lot of them. I don't know. I, I didn't really think this was a question coming well, my way. So you, I, I mean, you don't have to. Um, just, I'm stalling for my own. <laughs> oh, so put me on the spot. <laughs> got it. We can always pause. No, it's fine. I guess what I see the most is, I and I think we've talked about this. I know we've talked about this before, is that I looked at comedians and their bits as songs, like right. an artist. And whereas it really is the progression of your life. So when, and this is going to go back to what we were just talking about. When someone calls me your fat girlfriend, it, it that's a whole different thing from, like, of course, being called fat at any given moment's annoying. Being called fat when you're five months pregnant and I'm not his fucking girlfriend. I'm his wife. That's mm. what, that's what bugged me. And it was like, how can you be a fan of this person? Yeah. And not know that he's married. I mean, right. he did a whole special about being married. And he comes out with monthly clips that every month you talk about, my wife is now three months pregnant, four months pregnant, five months right. pregnant. How can you be a fan of whoever? Did and, you listen to a word I said? Right. Yeah. 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 And that's why I think a lot of times, you know, people will see a picture of me and be like, I hope you get her a pine cone. And I know that they mean well, but it's also like, that's a bit that you used to do about your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> like, come on, man. So I, I think a lot of times, and of course, people still call out that you're a Browns fan. So oh, yeah. what I'm getting at is that, you know, you came out with a lot of material in 2008 when you did Meet Cap, and they know you from that, and they almost, it's like they didn't progress with you. They want you to just yeah. be this one person that you were in 2008. And so it's a misconception where yeah. you are what you you are what your fans think you are the first time that they became your fan. Yeah. And you're yeah. not a human being who is growing who and grows, yeah. and right. living their life and changing. Right. Right. That's no that's a really that's a that's a very poignant observation, dear. Um well, thanks for putting me on the spot. No, that was, that was really, that was, that was, because that's something I don't think, you know, I, I really wasn't thinking of myself and I, um, you know, I, you know, I was just going to say that I'm grumpy all the time or something. No, I, no but I mean, I, uh, I, I think that that's really a, uh, um, that, no, that's a really, that's a really good observation that people really do think that like. I think they just sort of had an image from from my first special from Meat Cap, where it's just like they're they're like, well, uh, you're this sort of down on his luck Browns fan, right? Which that's how I grew up, and I did sort of, you know, take that on, I guess to a degree, you know, because that's that did shape who I am 
you know, being a Browns fan growing up, I mean, in your formative years, that's what, that's what makes you, you. So, you know, when you're stepping out on stage in front of a whole bunch of strangers, you kind of want to present the entire picture. So in some ways it's like, you know, I, I sort of make jokes about being a Browns fan, yet I, you know, you know, I tried to, I try my best to make it clear that I'm not anymore, but that people are, you, you know, I think people also just, they love, they love losers better than they do winners. It's just like, <laughs> if you like, the, if, you, if you say, I, you know, I like the Patriots, you're not going to get as much goodwill unless you have a Boston accent. That's what was hilarious. We didn't tell you. Uh, oh. Ellis, what? Sorry, I just had a, I forgot. Okay, so I'm at the farmer's market last Saturday. I still have to answer this question, by the way. Okay. Oh. I, I, I remembered I had a, a thing to say about deflate gate. I was at the farmer's market, and I carry around a cooler bag that has the Patriots logo on it. Yeah, bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I literally got harassed about it. I'm like, dude, I... What? I don't care. Pregnant woman. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. I know. Yeah, people were rude to me because uh -huh. I was carrying this Patriots bag that I carry every Saturday to the farmer's market. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, yeah, I had like... I it's like you had a swastika on yeah. it or something. Yeah. Right. I club baby seals, yeah, like, exactly. written across I it. I know. I know. And I mean, it's... And it was like that before Deflate Gate. It was... It's just always been... It's It sucks. It's just like, dude... Just fucking relax. Like if you had, if you had a fucking Rolling Stones T-shirt on, like people would be like, "Oh fuck yeah, Stones." I mean, but because it's a it's a football team, they just look at it differently. It's like it's uh, it's just like, it's like it's it's like a fucking, it's like this gang fucking like mentality where it's like you're not wearing the same colors <laughs> so fuck you get out the ak like just relax it's a fucking football team i mean it's a game but anyway back to uh you were saying something about you and ellis oh well me and ellis was uh yeah it was just funny because there was a one of the guys running the club uh in portland he he was like he's like the inverted cap he uh is from boston has a boston accent because his parents are, are from Boston, but they moved early on, I think, to the Cleveland area. <laughs> so he's a Browns fan with a Boston accent. Like, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Me and Ellis are like, dude, you have a free pass to like the Patriots. Like, you wouldn't have to explain it like I do. Like, I mean, he had Browns fucking floor mats in his car. I mean, uh -huh. it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It's not even an attractive logo. No, it's never been. It's the only team with no fucking logo on their helmet. It's just a helmet. I mean, it, uh. I mean, I could be a Seahawks fan because I think I like their, like, colors, their color scheme. <laughs> like, they, 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 yeah, yeah, I mean, people were clowning that, that. That, that neon uh, green when and they, gray. Yeah, when they switch to it, yeah, people I like are hating that. on it at first, but it's, but the Browns are just looks good when you win. I mean, the Browns, the Browns, the one good look that they had with those colors. I mean, I hated it as a kid because I mean, by the sixth grade, I was wearing Browns every day to school. Like it was, I was just constantly orange and brown. <laughs> and I mean, I uh, but I I like the Browns have one good look when they put the 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 number when they have the player's number on the side of the helmet because they did that once or twice like with throwback uniforms that was that looks cool 
for the Browns when they had like the number on the side. It, it was kind of badass recommendation for fashion. Anyway, <laughs> I um back to the question, Adam's question uh, about what's the biggest misconception about uh, comedians or being a comedian. I think that to me, I think the biggest misconception is that it's an act. I think that's probably the biggest. I think people still think that we somehow like go on stage and concoct a persona that that isn't who we really are and 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 like you know it's it's like it's sort of like just you know it's it's just a character and it's and you know i i can't say that there aren't comedians out there who right. who who do that and are have been very successful doing that but I'm sure we've talked about it before, um, but uh, I think to me that's I just that's a big misconception to me. It's just that that uh, the people don't think that I'm just you know I'm I'm who I am, you know, on stage, which kind of goes back to what you were saying with growth. It's like I'm not I'm not up there trying to bullshit you. I'm like. I yes, I am in front of strangers, and there's a lot of strangers, and there's a there's a there's a hook to it, and there's a there's you know nerves nervousness and shit like that goes into it, but you know so I'm gonna be a little bit more amped up and loud than say I am in you know when I'm just sitting in the living room or something, but I you know it's it's. It's not a, it's not a, it's not bullshit. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to fucking, uh, you know, pull your leg here with an act. It's just who I am. Right. So. You've always said that you appreciate the comedians that are real. The yeah. ones that aren't putting on. That's what I, yeah, that's what I love. I love, you know, like, well, like Louie, you were talking about Louie. It's just like, I don't know him personally, but just from my observation and from what i say it's just that's that's just who he is you know yeah. it's like he's on stage just being himself i think that's probably with me probably because my voice is kind of wacky and uh <laughs> people think i'm just sort of a character i think maybe they think that i yeah i just sort of crafted or concocted this character you know, I've, I remember people used to say, like, you know, oh, my God, that's your real voice. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I've had family members yeah, say that to you. It is. like, I, <laughs> I, I, It's just one of those things that, um, yeah, people just think that it's, uh, it's, they're always being taken for a ride, I guess. And I'm not doing that. You're not, and many of you aren't, but there are many of you, of, not you, of them, of People Many who, comedians, who, yeah, yeah, right. who do. So yeah. I mean, it is a misconception in part. Well, like when people come up, to, like after shows, I get a lot of this after shows, and it's it is what it is. But it's like people are always like, you know, you know, is Chelsea really like that in person? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I get asked like, that question yeah. a lot. I mean, I mean, the thing I always say: the people who are the most successful, I guess, in comedy they're not they're not stretching the truth uh 
you know, very much. Like, they're not trying to fucking pull... Yeah, you pull one over on everybody. Get in here. Yeah. Um, but, like, he, it's... I think you know, it, Chelsea's who she is because that's genuinely who she is. And she didn't have to put on air. She didn't have to make, it, like, she was something she wasn't on TV. She was just... She got to be Chelsea on her show. Straightforward. And that's why it was so easy for her to do because it's her. Yes and no. Um, <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> yeah, and no, no, I agree what you're saying to a point, but also um, coming from a fan, like, I mean, I was a huge, obviously everybody knows, I was a huge Chelsea Lately fan before, I mean, that's how I knew about you, went to the shows, all that kind of stuff. So I had this, I guess because you've always known her, you've known her before Chelsea Lately, the show. Yeah. So you have one kind of idea. I had this idea that this girl drinks all the time and she's loud and she's always saying what she, you know, whatever she wants. Loud, yeah. Uh-uh. She's also she's always very nice and calm and sure. You know, she's not that like in your face crazy girl that some fans might think she is. I and I even I mean, there was one time we were at her house for a party. She was in her bedroom sober doing yoga. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's not the Chelsea I assumed would be here. I thought she would be wasted, jumping off her roof into the pool, skinny dipping. Not right. But you know, yeah. so it's it's yes and no. Like, well, I think that people project an image like we, you were talking about before, too, about the growth. People project an image onto right. their favorite comic and they, they, they want that to be true. And I think it's and different, as- though, for, for everybody, though. As a fan, I became obsessed with this young Chelsea who is loud and drinks a lot. And But by the time I knew her, she's in her late 30s and just kind of wants to do yoga in her bedroom. So right, I, I maybe think... at one point she was jumping off the roof, but where she was in her life at that point, she... But the thing is, is I never remember a, a version of her, though, that was that was like that. I always remember her being the type of person who'd be like, if somebody was jumping off a roof... <laughs> into a pool, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's just, but, but it's just the image in my mind. With a lampshade on their head, the fucking life of the party, loud jackass at a party. I I've always known Chelsea to be the type of person who would who would look at that person like you you need right. to get yourself together. Like I mean, you know, she could be. I mean, she could have a fucking bottle of fucking vodka in her and still be like. You need to get yourself together because, <laughs> I mean, she's always been like that. So, but see, your interpretation of her is sort of what you, your image of her is what you wanted it to be to a right. degree because you were a fan and you saw, you know, you took parts of yourself and then put in her. I projected it, this yeah. onto her. So, yeah. I, so I think that everybody just sort of projects their own thing and, uh. Doesn't realize I'm putting lip balm on right now. I'm talking. <laughs> All right, I'm kicking your ass, dude. Um, Some the, people uh, think that you're an animal lover. Other yeah, people I'm think a, that you beat. I'm beat. definitely an animal lover, and that's why I am so sick of you doing that to Barney. Um. All right, one last question, real quick. Um, at DD Fasinko asks at Caparulo, John, as a big football fan, do you play fantasy football? I do not. I uh, I did, and I uh, I I stopped doing it. Let's see. Last year, last season, the the thirteen season was the first season I didn't in a while. 
we used to have a comedy store league. Well, they still do. Uh, but uh, I did it for probably three, I think three years straight, three or four years. Did a couple other fantasy leagues before that, but it just, it always drove me crazy that I wasn't in control of it. Like, I couldn't, I I hate the idea of, like, it, it, it just, it, like, I, it bothered me because I feel like I know quite a bit about professional football, and for me to, whether it's lose that week to so-and-so, or, you know, lose, you know, the league, the whole league, you know, it's like, I feel like of, of all of us in the league, I think I'm, I'm one of the, the, the top two or three who knows the most about, about football. So, you know, why I would ever come in, you know, sixth or something like that, or miss the playoffs or anything <laughs> like that just drives me crazy. Cause I can't do shit about it. I just have to fucking like, eat it. And I remember the first year I didn't, I, I bowed out of it. I was like, you know what? I kind of missed this. You know, I, I, maybe I'll get back into fantasy. And then I saw that the, uh, the girl who took my place, <laughs> <laughs> she was in the, she was in the finals. <laughs> I was like, that is exactly why I stopped playing. I can't, I can't, uh, I just, you know, and no, nothing against her. I just know me and her have never had a football conversation. No fighting in Madden. Welcome to Michael Vick's house. Nobody's oh, bleeding. Oh, still recording. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so we, um, if, if anybody wants to place <laughs> any wagers, um, we have a consistent uh, match going between uh, between between a, a, a puggle and a basset hound. The uh, the pit bull thing kind of looks bad. It looks kind of shady, and um, you know they're pretty aggressive. These two get worn out because they've eaten too many cookies today. So. Um, they're not exactly, they're not exactly hungry or bloodthirsty animals. They're just a couple of fucking pussies who, uh... It is pretty pathetic to like watch to them down. fight. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, but this is one where, yeah, I wonder if anybody's bleeding again. Nobody's bleeding. But he's been doing that thing, though, where he's he's got some sort of territorial thing that he's blocking Barney off. Like, from, from anywhere where we're at now. Like, I don't know if it's because of the baby yeah. or because of whatever but he keeps he keeps shooing barney away barney you didn't lose come on barney get back here don't you're fine this is their battle let them no, I, wait a minute it's their battle to a degree but i'm not letting it's not like letting the kids fucking run everything i'm not letting scoby's fucking attitude toward barney for some reason dictate where Barney goes. Well, you can't Barney's sit them down a, and give Barney's them a lecture. An outcast of our of our uh, family unit because Scobie's got something up his ass about him. I, well, I mean, they are two nine-year-old boys. They can figure it out themselves. Oh, my God. Did you really? Really? You get, So if Scobie right not, now was bleeding, which he could very well start bleeding because that was a long fight, 
Which if, he has before. We've taken him I to know, the ER. I know, and I got, I got so much shit as we sat for four hours in the fucking ER that night because because Barney made your baby bleed and he was only defending himself because Jackass here had a fucking thing about it. Yeah, yeah, you walk away now. Get back here. But, oh, he's right here. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah. that was like an act you were putting no, on. I, I was, no, it's never an act. I just told you, dear. I, they're I both sitting right I thought, beside no, I you. I Scobie had gone that way. I didn't No, know. they're I, both. I only saw Barney. They're both to the left of you, and you're screaming out the door to the right that, like, someone yeah, just like, left the building. You, damn, you better not come back. Oh, you're right here. Hi. <laughs> hey. Come on. Just get up here and just, just shut the fuck up and get up here. You're just. What? You know they're our boys, but you can't just put them in a get-along shirt but and expect them to get along. They, they are but, dogs at the end of the day. But the thing is, is what I've noticed lately is kind of like when I when you guys first moved in. Uh, when I, remember, I get I got scared about leaving because I always felt bad for Barney because Barney, you know. He just kind of had this thrust upon him. He didn't have a choice. Right. I didn't get to warn him and tell him, hey, there we have new... We just invaded we, their we, house. You know, we're we're going to add on to our family here. He didn't know. He just thought we had company, and then you never left. And, <laughs> I mean, Scobie was really, really confrontational with him and kept, like, you know, making it so Barney couldn't come up on the bed, couldn't do this, couldn't do that, and it was like... I was afraid to leave because it's like, I got to leave tomorrow and I hate fucking, it, it was Barney's home before it was, you guys got there and right. I hate him feeling like he can't fucking, you know, go where he wants to because of fucking, you know, mighty Joe Young here with fucking, you know, wanting to, wanting to throw down all the time. And it's like last night or this morning, I mean, when I was trying to go to sleep. Barney kept trying to get up on the bed, and Scobie kept, you know, that same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, <laughs> and Barney would turn around like he was like some, like a drifter or something. <laughs> like, oh, okay, sorry, you're not, you're not hiring. Like, you're, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll go elsewhere. <laughs> that sounds not welcome. I, I, I didn't realize that, uh, you, I thought you served pie, but I guess you don't serve pie. <laughs> I mean... And I just felt bad for Barn. Barn got ended up like he didn't go to his doggy bed. He actually went to my side of the bed and was just kind of laying there, like, "What, what do I do?" Because I think it's fucking him up too. Because I'm over on the opposite side, and he, oh, I, boy. seriously, he, I, babe. All right, he's let's... he's fuck because his dog bed is over on that side. So I think he I wants know. to sleep near me because he's been with me forever. So I just, I mean. I don't know. I'm not trying to guilt trip you about switching our sides of the bed. It's just, you know, both of us wake up on the wrong side of the bed every day. So, uh, I mean, you know. We switch sides of the bed because it's a 50-foot walk for me to go all the way around the bed to get to the bathroom. And because I have to get up and pee 500 times a night, I thought if we switched sides of the bed, I had a straight shot to the bathroom. I had no idea it would, like, completely cause this much turmoil in our family. Well, look at your look at your sons. Okay, <laughs> look at the boys. There's one, one of them's on the floor licking his wounds. The other one's laying on the bed, kind of jittery right now. I mean, uh, it's uh, uh, yeah, I won. <laughs> look at you two. 
You're still eyeing each other like you're going to fight again. I'll just put a pee pad on the other side of the bed and I'll squat the in the middle of the night. What is this? Is it? I there, mean, I don't know. If it, it might has be to baby. be something baby related, I would say. Maybe because. You're going to hate me for this, but I think it's kind of cute that's scoping me. Or the baby. Of course you, 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 you do because it's, it's, it's that way if it was the other way. Because the thing is, is Barney, I think, wants to be, will, will want to be around Madden. I mean, he'll want to. He doesn't he just, like kids. Yeah, but that's just strangers coming toward him. Once he gets used to, once she's been in the house for a day or two, <laughs> I mean, he'll know her and he'll he'll love her. And that's the thing is, like, I, I, I just, I don't want Barney to be, like, cast out because fucking, you know, Scobie's fucking pissed at him. Or it feels like, no, only, only I get to protect the baby. And yeah, I mean I that's that that's not cool because Barney, Barney wants to too. I guess at the end of the day, I just I trust both of them. I trust that they know and love each <laughs> other. That? Yeah, because I look at it's just it, they're it's it's a brother fight. They're not trying to murder each other. It's just they have some aggression. They need to get it out. And look, now they're both sitting. They're calm. They're whatever. Just let them fight it out. They'll get over it. I just want to know what's what's in their mind though, as they're looking each because they're looking at each other. Barney's on the bed, Scobie's down here on the floor, and he's just they're just eyeballing each other like like I I'll, I'll get at you again. Just let me get some steam up. I'm gonna fuck you up again. And uh, I it's mean, not like this happens every day. No, they they've lived together for almost what, four and a half years. And what we've had one major fight that we had to go to the we've ER. Had, they had in the first year there were. I mean, or even really six months, there were a couple of bad nights, like where they really like Scobie really hated Barney, or like there was that one night where I was really worried because like Barney just got fed up one night it seemed like, and he's like, "No, I'm tired of him fucking with me," and <laughs> and like I couldn't hold Barney back, like because it used to be like I just. I'd grab Scobie, pick him up, and they'd stop fighting. Because I never had this before where dogs are fighting. I yeah. Mean, Barney never fought with anybody. I mean, he just just didn't. And I only had one dog at a time. So I wasn't used to this. And so anytime I hear all that, yeah, up next, cat fights. We have, we got some uh, stray cats that we're going to put together. It's, uh, it's a real fun time to have a bunch of dudes around here betting on, uh, Wow, <laughs> uh, I uh, it, it's just what they had some bad nights there early on, but then they've been relatively calm, other than just here and there, like the that one night where we ended up in the emergency room with, you know, Scobie's ended up looking like a Civil War vet because <laughs> of the fucking wrap around his head. I, you know that. That was just out of nowhere because Scobie was pissed about Barney chewing one of his bones that are supposed to be for everybody, <laughs> including me. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I I felt like I had to step in on that one because they were, I hate when they get in these little areas too. They're stuck, they're going to knock shit over. I know, I grab. I didn't even, like, try to break them up because I just, I knew that they were just going to get out. I just, I just went for the computer. I was yeah. like, if we lose this episode, You're god damn it. You're going to be a great mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's, I had to learn it from. Let her work it out herself, yeah. <laughs> I used to live in a, what are those apartments called that are, like, basically one room? 
A studio apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in college, my junior year, I lived in a studio apartment with Scobie. My boyfriend and I at the time decided to get a husky who is triple the size of Scobie. Mm-hmm. And she was already two years old. I didn't know what shit she had been through. And they got into a fight. And that's when I'm diving, like, into the middle, trying to break them up. And, you know, neither of them – I just learned – that they had some aggression. They needed sure. to get it out, and sure. it ends. Like I've learned that too, right? And so, yeah, I mean, it's I, 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 I'm I, I, I'm less afraid of. I mean, Lacey was an, an amazing husky, and I was never afraid of her. But I'm a less afraid that Barney will hurt Scobie than Lacey would. Oh, and it's yeah. just like it's th- it's a sibling thing. Yeah, it's the, not, of course, the two of them. I'm afraid that they're gonna knock a bunch of shit over and get hurt by that. Oh, okay. That's what I'm worried about. Like. Or that they're going to fucking, you know, break a laptop or, you know, something like that, too. Or oh, so that, you're not afraid. Or that falls down on them. The glass could break, you know, and fall on them. I mean, I, you know, it's like, I don't know, you know, whatever. It could just, there's a lot of things that could go bad with the, basically just the tornado of the two of them biting each other's neck. Because that's all they do is just peck... Scobie goes low and Barney goes high and then (laughs) they eventually have no energy left and it's over (laughs) and it's I understand I've gotten the understanding like you did back then where I I, yeah I just let him fight it out but and I got scraped up because I was trying to break it up before but I, I just there's a certain point where I'm just worried about them getting hurt like I said, not by each other, by the outside. Not so, yeah, if they're in a big, wide open area and they're just going at <laughs> Go fighting the field, fucking just, just get it over with because they'll you'll run out of energy before you hurt anybody. But I, you know, I just I, I I'm worried about them getting hurt or yeah, breaking the fucking laptop or something like that. So, um, so this Friday, so I'll be in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll be at the Northern Lights Casino in Walker, Minnesota. Yeah. One show, 7.30 on Friday. Yes. And then in February, you will be in Tampa and Nashville. Side splitters will be back there. That's a good thing, right? Yes. Yes. And then Zany's in Nashville, which is always a good time. Yes. Actually, uh, it's a very good time. Uh, um, our dude fucking, uh, 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 why can't I think of his name right now? Brian. He uh, he owns the... Uh, it, 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 Fuck! Why am I? Why am I thinking? Why am I? Uh, why is his name slipping my mind? That owns the club at Zany's in Nashville. Uh, he went to Kent State. He was a hockey player. He has oh, yeah. uh, glasses, and he's a really cool guy. And I know. I'm fucking uh, uh, wait a uh, uh, the um yeah uh, uh, um d- uh, uh, Ryan Dorf- Dorfman Dorfman. Dorfman. <laughs> Brian Dorfman, I got it before you did. I got it before you well, did. Well, whatever, we got it. I just, yeah, anyway, Dorfman's a fucking cool guy. <laughs> Who's left a lasting impression with his name <laughs> on me, apparently. God damn it. I, yeah, I always fuck up with names, but yeah. Uh, and so, Bobby yeah. Jewell in Tampa. Bobby Jewell, yes, my man. The fucking uh, hits me up with uh, biscuits and gravy late at night. Oh, I man. Like, you gotta like when, anybody who's in When you were night. on a drinking... I call it your I drinking be kick. A drinking binge. I know, it but it's bad, but because you don't drink. There's yeah. been like two periods in the almost five years that we've been together where like you would occasionally have a drink. Yeah, 
And in one of those small windows of time, we went to Tampa together. And, of course, I drank a lot because that's what I do. Did miss. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. And, and you were drinking, which was completely abnormal. And we had a Thanksgiving feast at this, like, old school, hole-in-the-wall, still-smoking-cigarettes diner. Yeah. Like, yeah, the waitress really didn't have a bra on. Her tits were down to her knees. Like, yeah. And she had been working there for eighty years. Like yeah, it was literally. Yeah, it, so, was and the next, <laughs> it was yeah, it was an old school place. It really was. The next morning, we wake up and there's gravy all over our shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a biscuit in my bra. <laughs> like, Blood in my stool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I like to toot. So JohnCaparulo.com for upcoming shows. It's amazing how you hate me so fast just because of I toot. I mean, I'm in this this adorable red suit, and these uh, you know <laughs> uh, the, the 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 boys are licking their wounds right now. We made it through another successful show. Oh, I wanted to say, um, Mark Ellis from Schmozno will Schmozno.com will be in Tampa with you, and he. Was going to go to Nashville, but he's not because he's doing interviews for the Oscars, which is awesome for him. Yeah, it is. So stepping in from him is Byron Bowers, who is now on MTV's Guy Code. So yeah. awesome for him. So, yeah, do that shit. Uh, come to the show. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of no, our I'm, boys. I, I am too, man. I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad everybody's doing shit. That's fucking fantastic. It is. Yeah. Well. Now can we stop? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the boys, you need to brawl again? <laughs> all right, then. They just added another 30 minutes onto this. Yeah, all right. Bye-bye, everybody.